You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome to our third episode with Josie Story. If you haven't heard episode one and two, then I would say stop now and go listen to episode one and then episode two and hear Josie's story about living and trusting God through a difficult, life-threatening diagnosis of breast cancer as she shares openly of her faith and her struggles and her journey. And welcome back, Josie. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you, everybody, for having me. Okay, so our last episode, we talked about just surrender and giving things to God, not allowing anger to work. You know, we got to work through the angry parts. Not that you're angry at God, but I think we can both attest that I wasn't angry at God, but boy, sometimes I was angry at these people surrounding me. (laughs) And we've spoken privately about people saying really inappropriate things. Oh, that's a good (laughs) right like okay I want you to encourage me so I'm open to encouragement I'm open to the word and then somebody comes and says oh my gosh I have to tell you about my aunt who had cancer three times and died from it and I'm like no she died I'm like oh thank you for that message (laughs) exactly I remember thinking can you guys make somebody up who had worse than me and is doing great even if you don't know somebody make them up or don't tell me because I don't want to hear it yeah or the one I Oh, you're losing your hair? But, oh, I had a friend that never came back. I'm like, oh. Exactly. Don't tell me about the friend that never came back. Don't tell me about that. You know what? We just talked about how God led you to the journey of needing a different chemo than what was originally planned and our struggle through that. And um, I was blessed to be a part of that struggle because I feel like I got to be a referee. Josie's sister was fighting hard on Josie's behalf to make sure she had excellent, excellent treatment and the very best doctors communicating. And what that did, not only to help Josie, but now the oncologist in Miami, Dr. Lawrence Negret, who we both are obsessed with. Love him. We love Dr. Negret. Can we just stop a minute and give a shout out? Because I don't know if who your oncologist is, if you're listening or if you know an oncologist, but if you have breast cancer and you're not with Dr. Negret, okay. Keep that in the back of your mind. If anybody you know ever gets diagnosed with cancer, they need to go to Dr. Negrette because he is, I think, the best in Miami. But now Dr. Negrette is communicating with the top doctors at Dana-Farber. And wow, like that just, I mean, the fact that he's- And now he's going to help other people because he made this connection with this wonderful, amazing doctor over there who does research and does not just do research. She creates the cocktails for chemo, for cancer, for treatments, and she knows how to adjust them. And now she's taught Negret how to do this. And he wants to go learn more to help other patients. Come on. Wow. The humility of a man who is, I'd say at the top of his game, honestly, like I can't, I mean, I've lived through several people's journey and there's no one like him, but he was humble enough. And you even told him, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. And he was like, no, I want to, I'm willing to. And I think even they spoke on a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, like this was not a normal conversation. This was above and beyond the call of duty. From both ends. Yes. I'm just so, I'm just so thankful for doctors And and God rising up the right people to be in your corner 
and taking care of you. And so, where do you see that? I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. And that those are the things that you have to look at and cherish are the little things in between all that harsh hurt is complicated, unplanned stuff. Josie, let's talk for a minute about going to get your wig. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I want to know what it felt like when you drove there. Like, what were you thinking? Were you sad? Were you. You're not necessarily a sad person. You're strong. You're an overcomer. But what were your thoughts driving there? So, you know, this was a few weeks coming. You knew we already had the first treatment. You know, the second one had hit. And my son was graduating high school. And, you know, you you were like, you need to start getting it because it's going to come. It's going to come. I go, I have so much hair. It's not going to fall. I have so much hair. I'm a lion. They call me La Leona at the salon. And no, that's not going to happen. And I was like, well, I guess it was hard. I, I wasn't ready. There was a time, okay, I'm going to make the appointment. And I wouldn't. I'm like, how do I, how do you do? You know, like I didn't have the courage to do it yet. Finally, I'm like, it was like a week before my son's graduation. I started losing my hair Mother's Day weekend. And that's when I was like, oh, I need to get a wig. Or it was the week before that we got it. Okay, this time I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make the appointment. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna make the appointment. I made the appointment. I call Lisa and I'm like, well, first I call my sisters and I'm like, hey, I made the appointment. They only let one person go in. You guys want to go? Who wants to go? And my sister was like, one of my sisters was like, take Lisa, take Lisa with you. She knows how that feels. She knows how it works. You need her to go to do that. And I was like, yeah, they're right. At first, I was like, oh, I just want to go and have, take someone who's going to make me laugh. I didn't want to be sad. I was super nervous. I was super nervous. I, you know, how do you see yourself with no hair? <laughs> you don't. You know, you can't imagine that. You can't imagine that. Right. And again, you know, I, I let him be faithful. God, I, I never forgot. I got there early that day and I sat in the parking lot and I was talking to him. I let him be my awesome God. I let him be the powerful one, the one that was is gonna heal me through his words, through my tribe, through the doctors. He was gonna heal me and, and make me stronger through my friends. And that's where Lisa was there. And she showed up and I went with her and I was dying. <laughs> inside, inside I was dying. I was like, oh my God, I'm in a wig shop. Oh my God, okay. I see two other people there, okay. Okay, we'll do this. Okay, which one can look like you? And Lisa was just like, okay, that one and that one and that one looks like yours. Okay, we're set. <laughs> that was still processing. And wasn't it the first one? Yes, and it was the first one. The first one that she chose that I was like, yeah, that's the one I like, was the one that we that was the one that we took. And I was just like, okay, this is how it works. Okay, we sat down and the lady was doing it. And the people next to, I never forgot, the people next to me, the two ladies were staring at me. And I was, you know, feeling a little bit uncomfortable, right. which I, I really do. I don't care. I, I'm very like, hey, what's up? Not that I don't care. It's just I'm very open. Open, yes. And they were looking at me and I could tell that they were questioning because I had my hair. I had my full set of hair still. It was falling off slowly. Lisa was great. She's like, okay, let me take a picture. Let me see. How do you see? You know, do you want a picture? You send it. Let me send it to my husband, you know? And it was really like nervous feeling but I was at peace again I felt peaceful and having you there Lisa made it so much better 
and, and calmed my nerves and, and made me reassured me that it was going to be the right decision and this needed to happen. Um, it's part of the process. It's part of the process of cancer and chemo, really. And to make yourself feel beautiful really, yeah. inside. Not that you're not beautiful. Everybody's beautiful the way they are. But it's just part of whoever needs it. I needed it. I didn't want to have no hair for my son's senior graduation. I didn't want that to be the focal point. I guess it's what it was for me. I wanted the focal point to be on him. And since it was just a new thing, I didn't want that. Right. And the lady there, the person at the chair, I never forgot. I don't know if you remember, Lisa. And she says, well, why are you getting a wig? You have such beautiful hair. It's funny, now it hits me and I'm like, yeah, I did, you know? It'll come back. I know, it'll come back. And then before you know it, I turn around and there's Josie talking to everybody else in the shop, encouraging each other. I'm gonna pray for you. What's your name? I'm this, I'm this. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? What just happened? It was, let me tell you, this was a beautiful <laughs> privilege and honor that I had. And I'm thankful for the sisters for saying, okay, we're gonna sit this one out and let you go. Cause there's her sisters adore her and they're very hands-on, very involved. And I was like, wait, I get to go. I get to go to the wig shop. And let me tell you, it is hard. It is hard because you know what's coming and it's, you know, it's, it's a process. But we had already worked. I think we had talked about it a lot. You had accepted that. Okay. Yes. I remember we're saying, give yourself one day, cry about it, turn the page because we're in a battle and we're not going to, you know, allow this to bring us down. But before you know it, I turn around and there's Josie doing her thing because like I've said in previous episodes, she is an encourager. And there she is. As her hair is slowly falling out, she's encouraging the other women to be strong and to trust God and to pray and that we were going to pray for that. And then, wow, what? You know, when you see somebody operating in their gifts, then you can kind of sit back and say, God didn't design cancer. He definitely didn't send it to you, but he, he allows it. And you can kind of see, oh Lord, I see how you're using this horrible situation to point other people to you through her. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, I, I see that now a lot, how his testimony speaks through other people and yeah. who I need sometimes. For example, just the wig situation, you were there, you know, it wasn't in the plan, but my sister pointed to that way and, and it fell that way and, and it was perfect. It really was um, perfect for me and what I needed. And in the same way in life, you know, it's it, again, a text, a call, a message, a smile, just smile at people. Yeah. Just give them eye contact. There's something in your gut that's telling you to do it. That's his message. He's trying to tell you, do this. Everybody has the opportunity to do that. I don't think everybody takes the opportunity to do that. Would you share the story of the guy when you were looking for a hat? Oh my God, yes. So I went to Orlando for a work conference. Um, I never forgot, it was right after, yeah. It was right after my infection that I lost one Tata and I have a flat tire. One flat tire, yep. It was after my flat tire situation, which I got an infection throughout this process, which wasn't in the plan. And no. you didn't know about it. <laughs> but uh, okay, hey, wait, let's talk about that first. Okay, let's talk about the first major complication, which was 
you called me and said, you know, I'm a little red. <laughs> my skin is a little discolored. And I was like, send me a picture. And you were like, what? And I'm like, listen, just send me a picture. <laughs> I need to see it right now. <laughs> At which moment I said, go straight to the emergency room. Don't pass, go. But you didn't listen to but that's okay. No, it had the same ending, anyways. I'm like, Lisa is so excited. <laughs> Lisa goes from five to 100. Yes. You know, and like Josie. Yep. And it was after the wig situation, after my son's graduation, that next week of after his graduation, because I didn't stop, I read my levels were down. I had my third, my second chemo. It was after my second chemo. And all of a sudden that breast started getting red and hot and the, both breasts were getting red. And I was like, oh, and I showed my husband. He's like, yeah, but it would, you know, okay. We kept an eye on it. Lisa's like, go to the ER. She says to go to there. He's like, yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, wait. I'm like, it's okay. I see my oncologist. It was Tuesday or Thursday. I was going to see him. No worry. Monday comes, it gets worse. Tuesday, I call my surgeon. He's like, send me a picture. I don't know what are all these people about sending pictures. I mean, so now I can add to my resume female yeah. pictures. Topless <laughs> model. Topless. So then, of course, you're trying to take the selfie. Do you put your picture? Do you smile? Is your face in it? <laughs> you have to laugh. You're like, what do I These do? These are things not everybody understands in life, Josie. No. So I'm like, how am I going to send to my surgeon a picture of my boobs? Okay, whatever. At the end, I did it. I don't put it, didn't put my face in it. Send the pictures. Send the picture. Get a call right away. Go get your antibiotics at Walgreens. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> start me on antibiotics. Okay. I start antibiotics. I go see him that Friday, that same week. And he's like, yeah, it's not looking good, but let's hold off. Let's give the antibiotic time to heat, you know, to work. Come to me on Monday. So I had the weekend. Okay. So I come back on Monday. Oh, it's still not looking good. Now I had blisters. Oh, yeah, no. The He's like, you might, Wednesday might be, no, you know what? No, Wednesday, we're going to take out your expander. This is not healing. The expander is not letting the muscle to heal. So we're going to have to remove the expander. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we're going to have to remove the expander because it's not, your muscles not, and your tissue's not healing. So when you move the expander, it lets it heal. But I have chemo tomorrow. Oh, no, no. Call him right now and see to reschedule. And I was like, oh, my God. I have to reschedule my chemo. No, I don't want my chemo to be. Of course, in the beginning, you're like, no to chemo, right? And then while you're in it. You're like, I need my chemo. Right. You're scared now not to get your chemo. You're like, no, no, no. The cancer is going to come back. You need the chemo, the chemo, and the chemo. So you don't want to have a day late. You're like excited to go to your chemo appointment because you know that it's killing all that cancer and that it's working in your body. So you're freaking out because now chemo's being postponed. Now you're freaking out because you're going to have now a surgery on Wednesday. He's like, yeah, Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday. I'm like, oh, my God. So I, in the office, I'm calling my oncologist. Hey, I have an infection. And, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll move your chemo to the following week. I'm like, okay, okay. Is that okay? Yes, that's okay. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> so you're dying. Okay, come Wednesday at 9 a.m. for surgery. Holy Moses. Okay, God, I believe in you. I'm focused <laughs> on you, God. This is called perseverance. Persevering. Keep going when you don't understand what's going on. 
When you can't do anything about it, you just surrender and keep going one foot in front of the other. Yep. That's when your fears come, start coming, creeping back and you're like, oh, and all these uncertainties and where am I going? And this cancer brings me, but you know what? Jesus, I trust you. I trust you and I trust you and I'm going in. And I did. And Thursday, Wednesday came, they took out my expander. I have a flat Tata and you know what? That was the point in my cancer journey that it hit me. Yeah. That was the time it hit me. Losing my hair, I never cried. Finding out I had cancer, I cried, but it wasn't. Yeah. But it's almost like, okay, these, these are the things I'm going to have to go through, and I accept them. But Lord, this wasn't in my equation. And when you see yourself now with a flat tire, you're like, oh, yeah, it's ugly. Yeah. You know, this is ugly. This is not what I had planned. I had bought my cute bathing suit with my new expanders to go to the playa. And I was like, whoa, back up, back up, back up, back up. These things are not in the plan. We didn't speak about these, <laughs> but I guess I'm going to have to accept it. Right. And, but it was hard. I, that weekend, I was sad. I was really sad that weekend. I would say I you're sad for more than a weekend. Yeah, it was probably sad that one I knew it would hit you hard. I it hit me hard. Okay, <laughs> that one hit me hard too. I was kind of I had to kind of like retract a little. Yeah, I was in my bed all weekend. Yeah, and and I felt it. I felt the sadness of it. Everything I would wear and I would everything. You know, you look at yourself in the mirror and you see it. You know, thank God. I, I just keep thanking God for science and for doctors and the technology that we have now with cancer. And all the stuff that, that you come out of your mastectomy and they're able to put these expanders that at least you don't have that sadness of your boobs look like crap. You know, you have a little, little boobies. At least they don't look scary. You know, some people don't get that opportunity, but I did. Right. And, and it wasn't as traumatic. I never forgot the day when I came out of surgery and the next day my sisters and I showed it to them and they're like, wow, it's not that bad, Josie. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank you. Remember God. when you told me, I don't care. I don't care about that. I just want them out. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. We're you you did. You did tell me. You did tell me. You're like, no, no. Yeah, you, you. And now going through both. Oh, yeah, it matters. It makes, it makes a big difference in you. You lose your hair, but you know that's part of the process. But at least I look like I'm whole, right? It's just yes. a reflection of our hearts that we think we're good. We think we're strong but when you look inside your heart we're all broken and god sees the reality of that and loves us through it and i feel like god gave you that lesson like listen just how you are i adore you it does there's nothing you can do to possibly make me love you any more than i do right now and then how can that transfer into how we feel like allowing us to feel that love that he has for us yeah and and after that, at first I didn't, but after that, I started seeing that, you know, it's like, it's okay. I needed to feel this, to feel more closer to God, to feel him even more. I mean, I know it might sound wrong, but that's how I feel. I feel that I had this experience of having my flat tire and losing one, really put it in a different perspective. And, and just even more grateful. Like I was grateful before, but now I'm even more grateful for the bumps 
and the things because I would come all oh, these expanders it's a love-hate relationship it's yeah. not you you know you look beautiful but girl it hurts it bothers it's hard you know there's a process behind it and still I sleep and it hurts you can't go it shoves into your skin it's a love-hate relationship but they're beautiful you know and I don't look sick so we have to again thank God for those things that we do and still thank him for the things that we don't yeah and that's hard it's hard for people to do that because your heart, you're, 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 you're sad and it's okay, but you have to get up the next day. Just get up. It took me a week, a little bit more. And I got up, but get where God's sign was. So in that process, two weeks later, I think it was, I went to Orlando. Three weeks later, yeah. Oh, and I still had Pepe. Nobody knew about Pepe. I forgot to mention Pepe Miguel. So Pepe Miguel were my dreams. In my full mastectomy, I had four dreams. And they were there for six weeks because they wouldn't stop draining. So I named Pepe and Miguel. They were names and they had names and we danced and everything together because they were my buddies. And now in my new surgery of removing my expander because of my infection, I got Pepe and Miguel back. And guess what? Pepe and Miguel went with me to Orlando because again, is everything in the book? No. Is everything supposed to be the way it's, it's meant out to be? No. I go to the doctor. No, your dreams got to stay in another few weeks. I'm like, but I'm what? leaving on vac- I have a work trip to Orlando. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm going in the airport with dreams. Oh my Lord. Okay. Oh, can I fly with them? And, and can I be in the room when the person who scans my body sees this? Oh my God. That was another story. Oh my God. Miami needs to know some, some nice loving episode. Yeah, I can't, I can't. You go there and they're like, what is that? And they're screaming it across the room. It's my drain. It's Pepe. <laughs> no, it isn't. Oh, you have to hold it in your hand. So I'm walking around with a drain connected to a cable in the airport, going through the scan machine. Then hold your hands up, leaving that my left arm, I can't lift up all the way up because exactly. of my lymph node. Yes. So I'm trying to lift up my hand. Your right hand is holding the drain, which can only go so far because it's connected to your body. And you're like this with two hands in front of you, almost a little bit above your head because you couldn't go higher in this machine going around you. Get out of the machine and the lady still has to pat you and pat your head, which I had a scarf on because I had no hair. You're like, really? How much more can they make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> but you go with the flow, guys. You don't get upset. It's their job. Was it right? No. But you know what? God tells you, just be careful, be respectful, be kind, be loving. You know, you guys could have found another way to do that, but okay. So that came in and we get to Orlando and this is the message that God had to tell me. I've been wanting to find a cute hat because it's so hot in the summer that I can't always wear the wig because your head starts like sweating profusely. And I'm in Orlando and I go to, I think downtown Disney, but it has another name now. We went to the hat shop in Orlando with my coworker and I'm like, okay, I need to get a cute hat. Let's find a hat. And I'm in the store looking for how we're trying on different hats. And there's a man that approaches us and says, do you like this hat? And I look at him and I said, okay, hold on, take off your hat. Okay, now put it back on, put the other hat. And I'm like, that one, that's the hat. And she's like, yeah, that one. He's like, okay, thank you. He buys the hat and he leaves. I'm still continuing trying. Okay, I finally narrowed it down to two hats. All of a sudden, he comes around that he appears right next to me. I didn't even hear him because I was in my hat zone. And he's like, how much is the hat? 
And I'm like looking at him like, where did you come from? I thought he lost it by And why do you care? And why do you care? But that's not me. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't have my glasses. Can you tell me? Because that's me. <laughs> Can you tell me the price? And he's like, oh, it's, I don't know, $39 or something. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a decent price. Okay. And he goes and he goes to the register, which was literally right next to me on the other side. He gives her money. He comes back to me and he's like, I paid you for your hat. And I look at him and I'm like, what? And he goes, I bought you the hat. He's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, I want to do that. Here is a card. And he says, just pass it along. My nephew died 10 years ago. He was 12 years old or 11 years old. And I'm buying this in memory of him. All I want you to do is to pass it on. And that is God's loving kindness. That is God. That's God's message right there. He, I was sobbing. The lady in the register was sobbing. And she goes, you see, there's good people out there. And I said, no, it's not good people. It's a message. It's a message from God that we need to take, think and stop and look at the people around us because maybe there's something we're supposed to do. Like I said before, stop, give a smile, look at somebody, say hi, are you okay? You don't know what the message that God is giving you to help someone else. And that, whew, I was feeling down and, and that's it. That took away everything. <laughs> I was sobbing the rest of the week. Yes. I was trying to reach out to the family. I finally was able to reach out to the family. You wouldn't believe it, Lisa. I found the mom on Facebook. Wow. That's done. And I messaged her. And I, and I didn't get a response for a month later. And she just thanked me. And I said, I just want to let you know that your son made an impact on me. And he's still working from above. And I want to thank you for raising such an amazing kid. Wow. And she's, she responded a month later, but she did. And she was like, wow, thank you for that message. And what else do we want? What else do we want to tell us that God is here? God is in our presence in everything that we do. In the courage that he faces you during cancer, or he faces you through any trauma or any journey, or as simple as, hey, I crashed my car. What am I going to do? Where's the money going to come from? He will provide. He will, he will find that path, that way to let you know that you're righteous, that you care, that you're important, that you're his daughter or his son. So tell me where you're at now. Give us an update of what you're going through right now and where you're at. So I say the worst is gone. <laughs> I passed the worst. So right now I finished chemo. Done with chemo. Yay. And I, woohoo. And now I am doing Perceptin because I was at the end, in the beginning, I was positive for positive, positive, negative. When you get your biopsies and your tumors, they give you uh, estrogen, progesterone, and HERS too. So it tells you in the breast cancer world, where is it a hormone cancer? What type of cancer is it? So I was a 
hormone cancer with negative HERS2. But after surgery, things come up and one of my tumors came back HERS2 positive, meaning I was now triple positive. So at the end, I had to get chemo. And now I have to do Herceptin, which is a uh, target treatment for a whole year. So I go every three weeks and I get my Herceptin in my port for a whole year to make sure that that HERS2, which is in a, makes your cancer grow faster and work aggressively, it says, hey, no more, no way, get out of here, don't even live in my body. So that has a little longer process, but it's less uh, than chemo, thank God, the side effects. Still feel stuff, but it's not as crazy. And then now, guess what? September 1st, I get a whole 28 days of radiation on my breast. So I'll be going every day for an hour to Miami Cancer Institute and getting radiation. And I'm okay. It's okay. We're good. We got this. So I wanted everything I can do for cancer not to come back. So cancer's gone. We're gone. Cancer's out of my body. They took it out. Chemo's gone. Attacked it. Diminished it. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yeah. Now we're, we're working on the reoccurrence for it not to come back. Right. You have hurt too. You have a, a higher effect for it to come back to your hormones. So my cancer is fed by hormones. So we are doing radiation. Another way to make sure that these cells do not come back because there's little cells that you don't get picked up by machines that you don't know this until you're in the process. MRIs don't pick it up. MRI didn't pick up my lymph nodes. And when she opened me up, there was cancer in my lymph nodes. There was cancer by my, in my nipple that wasn't picked up in the MRI or in the mammogram or in the ultrasound. We want to make sure we get the ones that are hiding. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways is radiation. So I start September 1st, a whole month, every day, get that out of the way, do a whole year of Herceptin in my port. And I get back my expander in December. So I will be having a surgery to put my expander back in one of my breasts. And at the same time, I will be removing my ovaries because I am in premenopause. That means I have a longer chance of it still to come back. So we want to, again, reduce any chance of it to come live in my body. I don't want it. I'm young. I still have a long to live. I'm overcome half of this already. So just give it to me now and I don't want to deal with it later. What else? And then maybe February, January, February, March, getting finally my final reconstruction, which is the path I want to take. But he's good. You know, I'm... I love that in the Bible, every time Jesus healed somebody physically, he healed them mm -hmm. spiritually. And I feel like, although you knew God already and you had a relationship with God, but this healing that he has done in you, in your life, in your body, has definitely deepened your walk with him, wouldn't you say? What, do you, what would you say was your number one spiritual lesson of God during this whole journey? Yes, that I have to trust him. I have to trust him and he is there. And, there and, and I guess the biggest, biggest, biggest thing out of here is I have to stop and listen. Life doesn't let you stop because you're so busy. And, and, I, and as much as I was connected, I, now I stop and I listen and I, and I read and I connect with him more every day, even more, sometimes even more than once a day. And I, I, I see that the, those are the messages that I'm supposed to send out and help other people. Right. What he does in us, he wants to do through us. 
you will see you got it you know and i'm i'm so it's like i tell people you know it sucks that you have cancer but you see life in a different way you sure do and it is truly a gift and yeah you know as much as and i and i know there's different stages of cancer and there's different episodes of you know of people with different types of cancer you know and again it may not always be good and it may not always be bad but i see people too with you know in stage four but then you have them the ones that are living every day and trying to live every day the fullest that they can and thanking god for that not a and and that's what i see i see that we have to feel the love that he sends us in the morning in the afternoon and choose to trust him we have to choose to trust him and show him the steps and that the, he allowing us to show him giving ourselves the time for him for us to see the steps that he has to give us and that we're, we're able to listen to that you know it's that's the biggest thing i guess you can take from this is that give yourself time to listen to him even if you just say thank you god thank you god and what word of encouragement can you offer to somebody listening right now that they might have a diagnosis but maybe they're just struggling in a broken relationship or maybe they're just struggling with you know everyday problems that we can have that are painful and real and don't seem to have a solution you have lots of situations, people having abusive situations. You have people who are struggling, living single life, trying to raise their children, children who are sick, family members that are sick, parents that are sick, and you're trying to take care of them, financial situations. And I just say, just surrender to God. Surrender to him. He's not going to fix your problems. But he's going to make you feel peace yeah. to try to deal with those problems. And I want to end it with, have I not commended you? Be strong and courageous because inside we are all strong. We are all courageous inside. You just got to find it inside you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by all the trauma, all the situations that we have in life. You know why? Because the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go, whenever you need him. He is there. And he will provide. But you have to listen. If you don't listen, you might miss the opportunity that he puts in front of you. Yes, thank you so much for that. That's Joshua 1.9, right? Yep, Joshua 1.9. Well, Josie, I want to thank you for your friendship. I want to thank you for your testimony. I want to thank you for your transparency. You are authentic. You're real. You don't try to pretend like life is perfect. You you show the hard parts. And that's really encouraging for people going through hard situations that you don't have to look, oh, yeah, you're a Christian or you're a believer because your life is perfect. No, you've been through every kind of complication and yet, you stand surrendered, seeing the loving heart of God towards us. And remembering that, that he's with you really makes a difference in all of our lives. Like we can wake up in the morning and know whatever I'm going to go through today, I can remember I'm not alone. God, the creator of the universe, 
the healer, the great physician is with me, even though, dot, 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 even though he's with me. Faith is your number one piece. Yes. Whatever you're going through, life, just surrender to him. Have that faith. That faith is going to take you, will hold you up. Yeah. Let's just say that. We'll just hold you up and, and, and help you to keep swimming. Yes. I keep always thinking the movie of Finding Nemo. Don't just, worry. just keep, keep swimming. swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. And we would yeah. say, I would say that to you. You would say it to me. I'm like, yes, just keep swimming. Just keep <laughs> swimming. It's never going to be roses. It's not going to be perfect. But you have God. You have your faith. And, and that will help you overcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I love you. Thank you. And I hope that if you, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, then you missed the first two of Josie's story. So go back, go back to podcast Faith with Friends and find Josie's part one and part two and listen in because I know that it will encourage you. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, then I invite you to forward it to a friend. Share it with somebody that maybe they don't have cancer, but they're going through a really hard time and they need a word of encouragement. Send it to them because Josie's an encourager. She is a strong, courageous woman who loves God and encourages others. And I'm so thankful for her in my life. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. And don't let anything in life bring you down. Just listen to him. Yes. Don't let people tell you, oh, you're going to become a drug addict because you're drugs. No, overcome that. You are stronger than that. Yes. Don't let them say, oh, you're going to become homeless because you're done. No, overcome that. Pray to him. Push yourself over. Yes. Yes. Set your mind and your heart on things above. Yes. And faith will move mountains. Amen. Thank you, Josie. And thank you to all of our listeners. And I hope that today this encouraged you. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?